0: Come on, let's say we're here, Lord, to bow down. We're here, Lord, to surrender. One more time, we're here, Lord, to bow down. We're here, Lord, to surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Amen. We're not here to tell God what he must do for us. We're not here to tell God what our will is for our lives. We're here to surrender to his will, to his purpose, for his glory. Come on, one more time. Say, Lord, Lord, I'm here tonight tonight to to surrender. That's the best thing you can do for yourself. That's the best thing you can do for your family. That's the best thing you can do for the world. Surrender to His will. To his purpose. In Jesus name. Go with me please to Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. And there we read these words. And Jesus increased. Luke 2 52. And Jesus increased. Everybody say that. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. I, I want to use the text that we just read and focus on a, a simple, simple thought. Uh, tonight, and, and here it is, Jesus grew. Jesus increased. And Jesus is the divine pattern for us. That's the thought we want to develop as we prepare to transition into the next year. Say, Jesus grew, Jesus increased, and Jesus is the divine pattern. For my life. There's a whole lot that took place in 2022, and we don't know all that will take place in 2023. But some things we can be certain about. Unless Jesus returns tonight, if we are permitted to live. In 2023, as we were permitted to live in 2022 and 2021 and 2020 and go back as far back as you need to go to the day you were born, unless Jesus returns, tomorrow the sun will rise. And tomorrow the sun will set. Unless Jesus returns Tomorrow children will be born and tomorrow people will die. Unless Jesus returns, there will be tests, trials, and tribulations in 2023. All of us have lived long enough by now to know that some things are certain. Jesus said in this world, you will have tribulation. And from the day Adam sinned, trouble has been a part of this world. No one has been able to stop the cycle. And uh, it's unlikely that you or I or anybody We'll stop it in 2023. So get ready for a good year, a great year. But get ready for a year that in many ways will be like many, like all the years before. Where you will face tests and trials and you will also have opportunities to enjoy some very, very, hopefully many more good things than bad We're not able to create a world where there is no suffering and no pain that is completely trouble-free. The only person who can do that is Jesus. And he told us that until he comes, we're going to have tribulation. But we do have the hope. And this is the hope of the Christian. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. This is the hope of the Christian. That Jesus is coming again. Yes. And when he comes again. He's going to put an end. To all suffering. Yes. He's going to put an end. To all tears. And all crying. That day Will come when we will have a new heavens and a new earth, and there will be no more sorrow. Jesus promised it, Jesus will fulfill it. Yeah. This is our hope, it is not a hope that is merely. A wish we're not simply engaged in wishful thinking. This is a hope that is backed by the resurrection. A hope that is sure and certain. Raise your hand and say, Jesus Jesus is is coming coming. again." again. And so when you go through life, and sometimes life is hard and difficult and challenging. Pause and just remind yourself that whatever you are dealing with, as hard as it is, is but for a moment. It is at the most temporary. Transitional. And we can, in Christ, be full of the assurance that when he comes, everything will be all right. We can pause right there, raise our hands, and go ahead and just praise him. Let's not act as though the promises of God are primarily and principally for this world. Paul, the apostle said, If only in this world we have hope, we are of all men most miserable. What we have in this world is just the tip of the iceberg. The bulk of our salvation is yet to be experienced. And I know some of you say, well, I, when, I, when I get there, I'll ask God this question. I ask God, no, no. When you get there, all those questions won't matter because everything will make sense. Are you hearing me? When you see him face to face, everything will make sense. And you will be provoked to just worship even more. Catch your crowd and worship him. And you say, now, God, I, I knew you were good. But now I... I really, 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 really know you're good because my faith has become sight and everything Jesus you said is better than I thought. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So yeah, 2023 is coming and it's going to come with a lot of blessings and it's going to come with tests and trials and tribulations. But thank God, while we cannot stop that, we do have some God-given ability and power. There are some things that we cannot control, but there are some things that we can't control. And the things that we can't control, I pray that we will control in the name of Jesus. We can decide how the things that we will face in 2023... Both the good things and the not so good things. We can decide how those things are going to impact our lives. We can decide how we're going to live in light of those things. We can decide how those things will influence and impact our behavior. Will we live in defeat and discouragement because bad things do happen to good people? Or will we live in the midst of them as more than conquerors through Christ Jesus? I have the ability in Christ to decide. Not necessarily to stop all evil, but to decide that. Whatever happens, good or bad, like Paul, I've learned how to be content in every situation. Like Paul, I can do all things through Christ. And no matter what I am facing, whether good or bad, I can decide whether I'm going to live in defeat or discouragement as a result. Or in the midst of this, I'm going to live as one who through Christ Jesus is more than a conqueror. You can live every day, all 365 days in 2023. I can live in Christ as one who is more than a conqueror. Paul said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Say it, in, in all, these things, all these things, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I can decide that no matter what happens, I will not stagnate. No matter what happens, I'm going to keep increasing as a child of God, as a man of God, as a woman of God. No matter what happens, I am going to keep growing I'm going to keep increasing. I'm going to keep living life on purpose. For the glory of God. Tests, trials, blessings are not going to derail me. Because some people, the thing that will derail you is not the test, it's the blessing. Oh yeah. Many people have been derailed in their journey, in their faith, in their love for God in their service to God, in their worship of God, not by the bad, but by the good. And sometimes the good is a greater trial and test of our faith than the bad. Are you here? And so I'm challenging myself and I'm challenging you tonight That no matter what we face in 2023, there will be a lot of good, but there will be the tests and trials. Whatever we face, that we will use the God-given ability we have to decide that we're going to live as more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And whatever we face, good or bad, will not cause us to stagnate. But we will continue to increase. Living life on purpose as the children of God, as the servants of God, as believers in Christ Jesus for the glory of God. I told you tonight we've come to surrender to him who works all things together for our In Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, Jesus prophesied. And this is what Jesus said. It's a sad prophecy. Because this is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 12. He says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow when Jesus was speaking of whom was he speaking he was not speaking of sinners it couldn't be because sinners were never lawful and sinners never loved him so he's not talking about people who never loved him He's talking about people who once loved him and whose love has grown cold because of lawlessness. Jesus was looking prophetically through history and he was looking at the age that we're living in, folks. This is the age that he saw. And he saw two things happening and both of them are sad. The first thing he saw was lawlessness abounding. Can we deny that that prophetic word is being fulfilled before our very eyes? Is not lawlessness abounding even in this country that once called itself a Christian nation that has on his coin uh, on his on its money in God we trust. When you consider the things, the lawlessness that now has become law, the lawlessness that is being celebrated, the lawlessness that is being practiced and 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 championed, how 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 evil is now being called good. My goodness, this scripture, the thing that Jesus saw is happening. Right now, before our very eyes, brothers and sisters, harvest us, we're living in the age that Jesus said lawlessness will abound and we see it. That's sad, but perhaps even more sad is that Jesus also saw the love of many Christians In fact, one translation says the love of most Christians, not sinners, the love of most Christians because of lawlessness growing cold. That for me is even more sad than the fact that lawlessness abounds he's saying that there will come a time and we know that time has come we see it happening just like we see lawlessness happening we see the love of Christians growing cold The believers who once were so in love with Jesus and so on fire for him that they could not wait to get together with one another at home, in small groups, at church. But they couldn't wait to get together to worship, couldn't wait to get together to pray. Couldn't wait to get together to fellowship, couldn't wait to get together to study the word or to hear the word or to learn the word eagerly pursuing the things of God. Like Jesus, I must be about my father's business. Here are people who once were so on fire. Loving God and loving the things of God. Committed to Christ and committed to all that belong to Christ and his work. Who Jesus says, because of lawlessness. He saw a time when most would lose that passion. Would lose that desire. And would literally become cold towards him. And towards his body, his people, and towards one another. No longer eager to get together with each other for prayer, for worship, for word, for encouragement, for ministry, for service. No longer eager to support God's work and to give their time and their gifts to see that the work of God is done. The gospel is preached. Souls are being saved. Christ is being glorified. The nations are coming to him a whole lot of Christians who once were on fire no longer. He saw that too. And it's happening. And just like we cannot stop the lawlessness, it's going to happen. He saw it. It's going to happen. And it's happening. We cannot stop. All of these believers becoming cold. He saw it. It's going to happen. It's happening. We can't stop that. But this is what we can do. I can decide I'm not going to be one of those Amen. And that's what I want to challenge you. A whole lot of believers are going to become very cold. Unfortunately, that's going to happen. Jesus saw it. But I can decide that no matter how many of my friends... How many members of my family, how many members of my church who were once on fire in love with God, in love with the things of God, committed to God, committed to one another, committed to worship, to prayer, to service, to advancing God's kingdom. No matter how many of those who no longer are motivated or who no longer care, who have become cold, no matter how many of my friends become cold, I can decide that I'm not going to succumb Amen. to the coldness that Jesus prophesied would happen. Amen. And that's my challenge to myself. And that's my challenge to every harvester. Not only here in only but harvesters who may be watching or who will see and hear this message around the world. Here is the challenge which I believe comes from the Spirit of God to me first. But to every one of us who love Jesus, you make the decision that you're not going to succumb to that Spirit that is causing so many of God's people to become cold. You make the decision that you're not going to be among those who will become called that. You're going to stop yourself from becoming one of those who lose their eagerness for intimacy with Jesus. You're not going to be one of those who lose their eagerness for involvement with other members of the body of Christ in their service to the Lord. You're not going to be one of those who lose that eagerness love for intimacy with Jesus, that eager love for involvement with God's people in doing his work. That you have control over. That, by the grace of God, I have control over. We are not victims. We're not powerless in that regard. If we become cold, it's because we let it happen. It's not because we did not have a choice. I got to be honest. I got to look at my own life. Am, am I on fire like I used to be? Are, are you? Let's, let's be honest. And if you have become cold or are becoming cold, are you going to allow that process to just continue Or are you going to make some decisions, hopefully today, that will stop that downward progression or regression in order to maintain that fire that once characterized your relationship with Jesus and with his people? Many Christians will become cold, but you don't have to be among them. Come and raise your hand and say, Lord, I've come to surrender. That's why I'm here tonight. And I pray I can help you do the same. To simply surrender to his purpose for your life. And not your own for yourself. Surrender to his plan, surrender to his program. Let God be God. Let Jesus be Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Live your life on purpose for the glory of God. In spite of what is happening in this world we live in, so I bring you back to Luke chapter 2, verse 52. I begin by saying, Jesus grew, Jesus increased, and Jesus is our pattern. So, Instead of succumbing to the coldness that so many will succumb to, you and I can resolve that 2023 will be a year of increase for us, not decrease. 2023 will be a year of personal growth. In every area, but particularly spiritually, 2023 will be a year of personal growth. And not stagnation. Jesus grew, say that. Jesus Jesus increased. Jesus Jesus is the divine pattern for my life. He's the divine pattern for our church. I've got to be personally committed to growth, to increase. For he's the pattern. Our church has to be committed committed to growth, to increase because Christ is the divine pattern. Refuse or allow your life to depart from that. Say Christ. Christ. Say Lord Jesus. Jesus. You You are the divine pattern for my life and so if Jesus grew didn't become cold Jesus increase did not stagnate then God help me God help you God help us that in 2023 and beyond that will be the pattern for my own life and that will be the pattern for your life and what would characterize us no matter what happens in good times or bad. Because you can grow and you can increase in spite of what's happening around you. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why we're told, count our joy when you encounter various tests and trials. Let the tests and trials have its perfect. Let patience have its perfect work. That you may be entire and complete. No matter what you face in life. Good or bad you can still be growing, increasing, developing. Are you hearing me? So, you know, if you're in, on an airplane and, and, and let's say you, you, you're one of those who have a parachute and you know how to use one. And so you decide if I'm going to get on an airplane, I'm going to take a parachute. Guess what happens? The more rough a rocky, the more turbulent the, dr- the ride, the stronger the wind, the more the thing is going up and down, the tighter is your grip on the parachute. What am I saying? (laughs) The harder life is, the more tests and trials you face, the more opportunities you get to be discouraged. That's not the reason to quit, that's the reason to hold on even more. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. So, okay, let's follow Jesus and listen. Here's here, here, here what the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Four areas. Jesus increased. Jesus grew one in wisdom. Say in 2023, by the grace of God, I will experience growth, increase in wisdom. Jesus grew in stature. That's physically. Some of you scared to say that. (laughs) But let me help you. He's going from a boy to a man. He's becoming stronger. All right. So having clarified that now, you can say that with confidence. Say Jesus grew in wisdom. By the grace of God, I will grow, increase in wisdom. Jesus grew in strength. By the grace of God, I will grow, I will increase physically in strength. I will become stronger physically. I will become healthier physically. I will do a better job taking care of my body physically. I will increase in health and strength. In 2023. Say hallelujah. Jesus Jesus grew in favor. Say favor. Favor with who? God. Say by the grace of God. No matter what I face. In 2023. I. Will experience. Increase. In the favor of God. On my life. I'm going to experience increase in the favor of God on my family, on my finances, on my marriage, on my church, in every area. I believe Jesus is the pattern. He grew in favor with God. I, by his grace, will grow, increase in favor with God. And in favor with men. You know there's some things that you 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 need that to receive it you're going to need favor with men. In 2023 in the name of Jesus. Wherever you need favor in whatever area for which favor is required for God's will to be done, favor from men, may you experience increase. Say hallelujah! Now for the sake of time, I'm going to focus just tonight on increase increase. In wisdom. Lord willing, tomorrow we may deal with the other three. But increase. Say, Lord, Lord, by your grace grace. in 2023, I will not stagnate. I will will keep growing. I will keep keep increasing in wisdom. Now, Jesus grew. Jesus increased in what? Now here's a question somebody might be asking. Isn't Jesus perfect? Isn't he wisdom? Favor? How can Jesus be growing in favor with God? Didn't God favor him at birth? Let me, let, me, let me quickly answer the question. Remember on Sunday? What did we study? Unto you, a child is born. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a. What did I tell you? I told you this speaks of the fact that as the Son of God, Jesus was 100% God with no beginning and no end. Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, lacking nothing, needing nothing. God, the son. But unto us, a child is born. I told you this same Jesus who was God, was fully human. And what this verse we just studied. That he grew in wisdom and in favor with God does. It proves further that our Savior, who was the Son of God, was truly, fully, in every way, a man just like us. He grew. He became a child. And what amazes us and should cause us to worship even more, it demonstrates the degree. To which he was able to condescend. Willing to bow down and reduce himself to a level of a child that had to learn. The same way you have to learn. Jesus, Jesus never sinned. But in every other way, except for the fact that he had no sin nature. He was exactly like us. And the fact that he did not sin does not mean that he he was able to do everything else perfectly. He wasn't born able to talk. Wasn't born able to walk. Was not born able to sit. Everything he learned He learned it the way you and I do. By observation, by practice, by reading, by listening, by studying. He grew and he increased. As a man, not as God, but as a man, he had to learn everything. As God, he knew everything. But Philippians 2 says he humbled himself and did not hold on to his deity. In other words, he chose not to operate on this earth as God, but as a man. And Jesus had to grow. And he had to develop. He had to learn to walk. I want you to see him getting up and then falling down. Taking first step, and Mary and Joseph say, Oh, he took a step. I want you to see him trying to talk. And the first thing he says is, Dada. And all the men got excited. Joseph got excited because you see, he's recognizing his dad first. Jesus went through all of that, folks. And so this is why, even in wisdom and in favor with God, he had to grow. Listen to me. You got to understand this. Wisdom is a process. You are not born full of wisdom. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs uh, that foolishness is bound in the heart of the child. The truth is, all of us came into this world full of foolishness. Imagine yourself as having two tanks. One is the foolishness tank. The other one is the wisdom tank. When you were born, the foolishness tank was full. Your wisdom tank was empty. And one of the jobs of the parents is to empty that, help empty that foolishness tank and begin to help fill that wisdom tank. Are you hearing me? And at some point, You now have to make it your business to empty the foolishness thing and replace it with the. No, no, you're not born wise, you're born foolish. If you're going to be wise, you have to grow in wisdom, you have to increase in wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom. Jesus increased in wisdom. And the pattern for you and me is that in 2023 and beyond, we're going to drain the foolishness tank. And we are going to work on filling the wisdom tank. And we're going to grow in wisdom. We're going to increase in wisdom. That's the pattern for my life. That's the pattern for your life. That's God's will for your life. And this is the challenge that by the Spirit of God, I believe, I give to you and myself in 2023. Here's the challenge, that you and I will follow the example of Jesus and make it our goal to increase in wisdom and lay aside foolishness. wisdom and somebody said but bishop I'm wise bishop I have a degree I went to college I'm wise Uh, in fact I got two degrees I'm wise I own my own business I'm wise I'm married I had enough wisdom to choose a good wife or a good husband I'm wise amen I have a good job. I make some good money. I'm wise. Listen to me. All of those things you just told me may indicate that you're intelligent. But intelligence and wisdom are two different things. Jesus said of the man who invested his business, and the business was so successful. He was a multi-millionaire by our standards, and he said to himself, I'm going to build bigger barns, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life just enjoying myself. He was intelligent. He had to be intelligent to be so successful as a businessman. But Jesus said that God said, you are a fool. Oh, no, intelligence and wisdom are not the same. What is wisdom? Here's wisdom, biblical wisdom. The scientist with the PhD says there's no God. He's intelligent. God says he's a fool. The Bible says concerning the wisdom of God that the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of man. Are you hear me? Wisdom and intelligence are not the same. So here is the definition for wisdom I present to you tonight. And I pray that you grab hold of this and you let it be what you pursue and go after in 2023. Here's the definition. Wisdom, biblical wisdom, is seeing things from God's perspective. And then making decisions, using that perspective to make decisions, to face challenges, to solve problems, to take action. Say this with me. Say, wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective and then using that perspective to make Decisions, to face challenges, to solve problems, to take action. That is the wisdom that is from God. And that's the wisdom you and I must pursue. We want to increase in what? Wisdom. Now, if wisdom is God's perspective, then where am I going to get it from? Well, the first place I need to go is to God's word. And so if I am going to walk in wisdom and grow in wisdom, then I have to grow what? In the knowledge of his word. I've got to know God. I got to get to know God so I can begin to get God's perspective. And how do I get to know God? How do I get to know what God thinks? Well, the Bible, the word of God, is that book that God has given to us so that in that book, through that book, we come to know the mind of God in that book and through that book we come to know Jesus who is the wisdom of God. And the more I in, 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 in invest in, in knowing the word, in understanding the word, and then in applying the word to my decisions and to my actions, I am growing in wisdom. The scripture says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So hear me, I'm going to bring this to a close. I'll continue tomorrow because there's a lot more I can't say tonight. But let me end with this. The fear of God is the what? The, The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Do you know what that means? It means no matter how much you know, if you do not have the fear of God in your life, in your heart, you can never know wisdom. If you are going on a quest to increase wisdom in 2023, then that scripture means you begin your quest for more wisdom with the fear of God. With reverential awe for God. Because without a reverential awe For God, you will never see things from God's perspective. And if you don't see things from God's perspective, then the decisions you make will not reflect the perspective of God. Therefore, without the fear of God, you and I will never know wisdom. And so the place to begin with your quest for more wisdom, to increase To have the perspectives of God and to make decisions based upon that perspective is to begin tonight as we make the transition with the fear of God. A reverential awe that causes you to bow and surrender to his will. You do not fear God when you resist him. You do not fear God when God's will is made known and you choose to do something else. You do not fear God if you don't tremble at God's word. You don't fear God if you can just hear it. It goes through one ear, goes through the other ear, and you just go on living your life just as you please. You don't fear God if the word of God cannot correct you. The word of God cannot correct your, 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 your decisions, correct your behavior. If The word of God cannot cause you to change your ways. My brother and sister, you do not fear God. And if you don't fear God, you can never have God's perspective. And if you don't have God's perspective, all of your decisions will be wrong. So tonight, I have a lot to say I'll continue tomorrow. But tonight, here is the challenge for you, for me. Don't succumb to the spirit of this world. Don't become stagnant and cold because of the lawlessness that abound. Yes, many Christians will become cold, but don't be one of them. Make the decision that you're going to follow the pattern. Like Jesus, no matter what is happening, you're going to keep increasing in wisdom, in strength, in favor with God. And in favor with man. And you're gonna begin with wisdom. Oh, there's so much about wisdom in the scriptures we don't have the time to discuss tonight. But I've said perhaps the most important thing that needs to be said about wisdom. If you are going to increase in wisdom, the place to begin is with a awe for God that will manifest itself. In your response to his word, you will tremble at his word. Said Jesus, Jesus, the divine, the divine. Pattern. The pattern. But wait a minute, not just pattern, Jesus, the divine provision. Because the scripture says of him, he. Has been made unto us. So the wisdom. That I. Desire. For which he is the pattern. He also who is the pattern. Is God's provision. To me. For that wisdom. I'm telling you. You're not going to have to do this. All by yourself. I'm telling you. You're not going to have to do this. In your own strength. I'm telling you that he. Who commands, he who commands also enables. He who says increase in wisdom is the provision that God gives to you to fulfill that very command. Uh, Ah, say pattern, Jesus, provision. He who is the provision is also the power to bring it to pass. For the scripture says, I can do all things I can increase in wisdom. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yeah, I desire to increase in wisdom. I resolve 2023. is going to be my year of increase. I'm going to increase by the grace of God in wisdom, in strength, in favor with God, and in favor with man. And concerning wisdom, he, Jesus, It's the provision of God to make it possible. Concerning Jesus' wisdom, he, Jesus, is the source of the ability and power I need. So I want to do this thing by faith. I'm going to do it by faith. I said I'm going to do it by faith. I'm going to rely upon him who is my wisdom to cause me to increase. I want to do it by faith. He's the source of the power. Apart from him, I can do nothing. But I'm going to rely on his life in me to produce this wisdom and cause me like him to increase as he is. So am I. I'm going to do this by faith in the grace of God that is sufficient to cause me to experience increase in wisdom. Raise both hands and say thank you, God, for your unspeakable gift. I'll continue the rest of the message tomorrow. But let's stop now. And let's pause. And let's think about what has been said. I didn't come tonight to make you excited. I came tonight to hopefully make you wise. Because wisdom is the principal thing. In all your wisdom. In all your giving, getting, getting get wisdom a lot of things you have no control over some things you do you can choose to succumb to the coldness that is generated by the spirit of lawlessness that is in this world and is manifesting itself in so many Christian lives or you can decide I'm not going to be a part of that number and tonight I'm resolving by the grace of God that in 2023 I'm going to experience increase first of all in the wisdom of God raise your hand and talk to the Lord talk to him about this even as you declare that he is the power and also claim him tonight as the provision. Claim him tonight as the power that will make it happen for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Lord. Would you please stand to your feet? We have about 20 minutes left and what we want to do right now is to use most of this time down to praise and worship the Lord so would you please let's set our minds on him right now thanking him for 2022 and thanking him for 2023 our year of increase will be a year of growth. We will increase by the grace of God in wisdom and in strength. We'll increase by the grace of God in favor with God and with man. Come on, let's begin to worship. It's you that I see. It's you that I see.